Welcome to Straight from the Muzzle, folks, where we are anything but straight. My name is Space. And I'm Star. And we welcome you to our episode, which is about... A movie review. And that movie is... Oh, <laughs> uh, Wish Dragon from Netflix. Yep. I know I totally said that I was going to bring us into that topic, but I don't know. I just felt like going for it. You're <laughs> fine. I... <laughs> I'm so used to like having Sparrow. I got to get used to saying that name. I'm so used to having Sparrow say like, you know, and what's our topic today? And then she says something. About right. It, yeah. So. That's okay. But Sparrow, Sparrow is now teaching. She's a teacher and she's been busy, you know, getting into that routine. So we haven't had her on a lot of the episodes as of recent. And so we're, we're just waiting for her to get into that kind of groove. And once she gets comfortable with that, then we can probably start recording with her again. But those won't probably happen for about maybe another month or so. So you'll hear a variety of Deer Dog, Star, and myself and Ruby kind of just interact with each other and then with the other guests as well that we bring on so but yeah today's uh, episode is about the wish dragon movie on netflix whereas i like to call asian aladdin <laughs> <laughs> okay so um it it has a lot of similarities to aladdin a lot of similarities but it's not. It's got so many stories, but it's just not. It does have strong hints, too, because I guess I learned today that apparently the original like story for Aladdin originated in China anyway. So. Well, and the thing is, is I was le- reading further into a lot of these reviews. According to the director and the writer of this particular movie, he basically said that he was inspired by Aladdin, but... I think you and I watched the same review because it's exactly what the dude said. (laughs) So this particular piece is coming from at movie review mom. And then of course I'll link the article in the information below. So you guys can read it. Cause I'm going to reference a lot from it, like with throughout this episode, but um, according to him, you know, there's a lot more Chinese mythology and there's also the, um, I guess, the storyline or the history goes much further back than Arabian Nights. So technically, this predates Aladdin. So while being inspired by Aladdin, this kind of is a lot, you know, more in depth. So, you know, I mean, there's nothing wrong. Like pretty much, what do they say? Like good artists copy, great artists steal. (laughs) And And I'm not saying this to be bad or anything, but... We all know that China is really good at copying things. They they copy a lot of stuff like brands. Uh, no, they they make really good fur suits. They don't need to copy our fur suits. But they do though. Like, have you seen like all of like the fur suits that are like, hey? Like, oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. I have like, seen those. Yeah, like those like mock like yeah, yeah. those ones. They make uh they make these cars that are like I identical to the luxury edition cars that we have here in the states but instead of calling them like a lexus or a mercedes they're called like xl8 hhh211562 and they're like these ridiculously huge <laughs> model numbers it's so weird Can you imagine be like oh that's a nice car you know what is it oh it's an r2d2 you know xl <laughs> <laughs> right yeah <laughs> but i mean the thing is though is that <laughs> While they do sometimes copy things, 
often, if not most of the time, their copies end up looking better in the end. So, I mean, if you can I copy mean, and get away with it. those hentai animators now. So. Hey, I mean, why hey. not? Uh, <laughs> no judgment. No judgment here. But in here, it, it's not a copy. It's more or less an inspiration. Yeah. And there is hearsay, but I cannot actually confirm. Some say that the protagonist, in this case, the main character, Din, his name is inspired from the last three letters of Aladdin's name, but it's not an actual fact, and I can't actually confirm it. So, I mean, I feel like Din's a very common name, I guess, in Chinese culture. And also, yeah. like, Din is also the name, if I'm not mistaken, is also the name of the Mandalorian. So, <laughs> like, there you go. Yeah, Just there the you name. go. What a coincidence. I mean, like, you know, the movie is very similar to Aladdin. It's not. It's very referenced to. It's just not. And yeah, the whole similarities between like Aladdin and then his name being Din. But and then there was like when the initial trailer came out, I was watching it on YouTube. I was watching this and I'm like, this is literally Asian Aladdin. And the wish dragon is literally just the genie. They're just doing the same thing. And of course, that's what a trailer is. So a trailer is just a sneak peek. We all know what a trailer is. I mean, I don't need to spell it out. But the way that they made the trailer look, it just came off to me as this is a legit copy, just a Chinese knockoff of Disney's Aladdin. I do agree. The trailer did make it seem that way. It definitely is not, though. And in the mom's review, they said things I didn't like is in this particular thing, they said that that a lot of American viewers might be turned off thinking that this is one more thing that China has stolen or copied, being a complete ripoff of the genie in Aladdin because of the way that it was basically created. And then, of course, that trailer. And so there was just the way that it came across was just a little off-putting for, I guess, some audiences. And so for me, I was just like, eh, I really don't want to watch it because why? I already know the storyline. Mm-hmm. So I judged a book by its cover. Obviously, you ju- may have judged a book by its cover, but you actually went in and read the book. <laughs> so, <laughs> Right, yeah. What were your initial thoughts after watching the vi- movie? So it definitely was a lot more than I expected because I did go in like really thinking because, you know, like you said, from watching the trailer, I was like, oh, this is just going to be a Aladdin knockoff. And I watched it. And as I'm watching it, even like afterward, I'm just thinking to myself, like, this really wasn't a knockoff. I thought it was really cool. Like the animation flowed really well. I like the animation direction that Sony is taking. It was very colorful. It was very comedic. And also it was very heartfelt, like more towards like the end. Yeah. Um, very heartfelt. I don't want to give out like too many spoilers um, in case like, you know, the viewers want to like watch it. But yeah, like it was, I thought it was pretty good. Like I would probably recommend it. Um, if you just want like something that's nice and kind of casual to, you know, watch with the occasional just, you know, laugh and whatnot. It was really good. I like liked it's, you know, comedic moments and it was very colorful. The, uh, what was, I thought was really interesting is the storyline at the very beginning from the get go. So going into this automatically assuming that this is going to be like a failure, I was completely thrown off once it started because. Well, I was a little confused by what was going on up in the heavens because I, I just wasn't sure what was going on there. 
And then we kind of went into modern day and we're looking at a kid that's just kind of like doing his own thing in school. And I'm like, this is different. This isn't what I thought it would be. And we start off with this really interesting storyline of a lonely kid who's different. And then you have another kid who's different and they kind of gravitate, not twate, <laughs> gravitate towards <laughs> each other. <laughs> Gravitate. <laughs> I mean, okay. Might as well. They gravitate towards each other and they actually start, they, they kind of kindle this relationship with each other. And from there on going forward, it's like this really interesting friendship. And so from the get-go, they have this really unique storyline of friendship. And there's so much more that kind of builds into this movie that I was not expecting. Oh, absolutely. So probably within the first five to 10 minutes, I initially just took what I thought was Asian Aladdin and threw that out the window because I'm just like, okay, yeah. well, this is not what I was expecting. Not even at all. Okay. I'm just going to have to go ahead and just watch this with an open mind and see what comes and falls on my lap because this is not what I thought it was. Exactly. So what you're saying is like in the beginning... And what from what I saw is that you have these two kids, very different, you know, kids. And then what was really nice is that in the beginning, like one, one in the beginning, both of them like, you know, knew each other in the beginning. Yeah. Um, whereas like in Aladdin, it was really just like a teenage guy or like, you know, maybe young adult guy. And he's like, man, I saw the princess once. I freaking want in her bed. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I want her. I want her. Like, I'm in love. Love at first sight. I'm infatuated. Whatever. What was really nice about... So, real quick, the other the other character, her name is Lena, right? Lena, right? I Lena, think that's what her yeah. Name, that's what it is. Okay. I haven't... I watched it, like, last month. So... <laughs> um, so the other character, Lena, like, and then they become really, really good friends, like, and nothing more. And that's what I really, really liked about the movie is that it it wasn't like a sappy, like, oh, I'm in love with this girl. Like, and I just, you know, I want her to like me too. It's, it's no, it wasn't about that. It was like, hey, you know what? I really like this girl just as a friend. And that was it. And then like, because eventually she ends up moving away and her father, like, builds this small empire of business and they like you know become rich and whatever and they have like a name for themselves and he just stays a little lowly you know just normal towns boy and around the time when they're like both i guess like getting ready for like college and whatever he's doing college things she's doing supermodel things they haven't seen each other in 10 years he still thinks of her as just a friend he's not like creepily developed in love with her yeah no it's it's something different yeah and that's what i really really liked about the movie is that like it didn't turn into i'm not trying to hate on the straights i'm not <laughs> but like it didn't turn into like man i i'm a guy and i'm older now so i want you know a piece of ours and it's like no <laughs> i was like i'm glad that it didn't turn out that way it turned out i just want to see my friend again like, it's her birthday. It's been 10 years. I saved up money. I want to go say hello to my friend. That's all that it was. And that's what I really liked about the movie. It made a difference in that way. It made it that much better because it didn't automatically sexualize both of them in a way. Well, and the other thing, too, is, is that Disney has a couple of these, like, standard way of making animations or movies. When it comes mm -hmm. to, like, their cartoons and their animations, it's either... 
you know, all about the princess or all about the prince, and it's a love story, or it's all about standing as one person. Love story. (laughs) Yeah. Or, you know, it's all about, you know, I'm a free woman, I'm going to be, you know, just me, and I can do it. And you got that with, uh, what was it, Frozen? Or uh, I think it was also done with, um, oh my God, what's the one with the red hair? I can't remember. Oh, Brave? Brave, thank you. Like Merida? Yeah. Yeah. And there's always like just things of like that nature, but then you get something like this, and this is Sony teaming up with Netflix, and they've gone down a completely different route. They could have gone down the route of let's make it a love movie, let's make it a you know, I'm going to be like saving the day kind of a thing, but they didn't. And there was a moment that it could have been that at the end. And you were kind of wondering if that's what it was going to be, but it, it didn't. Yeah. That's the thing. And that's what kind of like, it didn't bother me because I was okay with it because there's just, there's more to it than I guess the meets the eye, I suppose. Right. And it really kind of, I guess, because there's there's just this huge like stigma that's like, you know, a guy and a girl, like they just can't be friends. It always has to be something more, but it's not. So here's an example. I've had like, okay, my best friend that I've had since middle school is a guy. Like he and I have been best friends and nothing more ever since like the fourth grade. (laughs) So, um, and like he and I still talk or whatever. And that's all it what like that's all it's ever been. Like neither of us have really taken an interest in each other in like a romantic way, like or anything. We have just been really good friends and that's it. But like all through the years they're like, Oh, when are you guys gonna be boyfriend and girlfriend? It's like, no, can't we just be friends? <laughs> <laughs> I'm really glad that this movie didn't make them out to be the stereotypical, you know, oh, we were really good friends in childhood. We have to be, you know, a couple now as adults. I'm glad that they didn't do that. They're like, you know what? Friends. That's it. And the other interesting thing, too, about this movie is the way that it was made. So I was talking about before we were recording. Uh, we were kind of talking back and forth on Telegram because your computer was being weird. And uh, I was, we were talking about like how there was so much product placement in this movie. And you were saying, well, it needed to be like that because we needed the dragon literally needed to go from all the way back from one dynasty. And it literally had to travel all the way up into a modern world. And so you have all of this history going from one all the way up to I don't know what I'm dealing with kind of a thing. And so what's really interesting about that aspect is that you've got this dragon who is kind of slowly learning about how China is now as opposed to what it was then. And he kind of learns things about himself and about Din and about life itself, where it can go, where it could go, what it could do, both good and bad, and things that he doesn't necessarily think about, which is also a really interesting way because it's basically of what do you, it's like self-reflection, I guess you could say. Yeah. Self-reflecting and like, I I want to say like self-discovery, but it's not really. Yeah. Self-discovery. I mean, I guess it could be self-discovery. I might interject a little bit because I think we've like literally talked about the two like human characters, but not like the movie that it's also about. It's called, and also called wish dragon. Yeah. Um, so 
what is a wish dragon? So in the movie, from what I gathered, is that basically if you were a terrible person, you were just super shitty your entire life and treated others like crap, you would go, like when you would die, you would go to like the heavens and have like a judgment sort of thing. If you were a good person, hooray, you get to go through heaven's gates and like get a parade you know, get a parade and celebration party yay but if you were a really crap person who was that guy by the was he technically like god or whatever <laughs> a god anyway yeah, he was technically what, what a- like the the gate god but then of course he was also yeah. like an earth god as we'll well call him the gatekeeper yeah okay, we'll call him the gatekeeper that like so between earth yeah. and like the gates <laughs> Yes, so we'll call him a gatekeeper because <laughs> he does say that he's a god, but like it's also China and like they have several gods. gods yeah, I think. they have tons. Anyway, so we'll call him the gatekeeper because basically he's well setting the judgment of hey, do you go or do you get yeeted? So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so basically, um, Long in his past life was a terrible, terrible person. Just awful to everybody and so when he died went up to the heavens the gatekeeper said nope uh you were a piece of shit person you're going to become a wish dragon and you have to serve 10 masters before you can come back and you know go through the pearly gates and so din is actually long's last master so And it's through, and it's basically through Din that Long starts to learn about what wisdom and what, like, not like the true meaning of life, but, but like certain aspects of life, what it actually means. Because Long is trying to get him to be like, well, everyone wants power, everyone wants money, and everyone wants this, so just wish for these things so I can go. But mm-hmm. Din, at the from the very beginning, Din doesn't have that mindset. Din is what you would call like a monk mindset. He has something completely different, and that's just kind of how he thinks. And so Long eventually kind of gets into that groove and starts kind of thinking just like that. And so there's that third wish that kind of lingers. And so there's a part, and I won't I won't ruin it because I don't want to ruin it, but there's a part where right. where Din basically says, Well, I have my first my third wish and I need you to grant it. And he Longsike said, I won't do it. And I need you to understand why I won't do it. And so they actually kind of have like a fight almost. And I'll let you discover why when you watch it. And it's actually really emotional really interesting that's that's why like i said earlier like you know it hits you in the field yeah because you just you kind of realize long's backstory why he is the way he is why he thinks the way you know he does and then when that part that we won't say happens and long kind of shows din hey you know i might be wrong (laughs) right so that kind of happens and he kind of throughout the movie you can see him change and become I guess a better person. person. Yeah. So now besides all of this, besides all the fields and stuff, the movie is incredibly funny. They do. A, oh, it is. They do a really good job of putting humor in here. For instance, <laughs> long can only be seen by the person that commands the teacup that long basically comes from. So anytime you see Din, 
you don't really see like anytime like someone sees Din from a different perspective, they don't see Long. So whenever Long or Din is like interacting with Long, basically it looks like he's talking to himself or he's holding someone and it looks all like weird. So it, they basically play it off as like the super awkward kid kind of like a thing. And then there's a point where Din kind of goes to like this event and he's like, well, I need you to be my servant. And so he turns in like Long turns into a servant, but he gets drunk. And as he starts to kind of get dehydrated, he starts to turn back into like back into a dragon form. And he's like, I need water. And so he goes he goes into the restroom and he gets water out of a out of a yeah, out of a bidet, not realizing that it's not for, you know, water, it's for, you know, a toilet. It's so so there's just things like that that it's really funny. So there's lots of different like types of humor that's in there. So and it's just good stuff. It's just classically good stuff in there. Yeah, like like just classic, like you know, funny kind of. I guess I, I mean I would call it like dumb comedy. Oh yeah. Like oh, yeah. You know, oh man, he drank out of the toilet. That's so funny. Like just stuff like that. And there was some there there was some like kind of like adult crude humor. Oh which sure. Is, like as he's like changing back, like he slaps like a chick on her. Oh butt. yeah. And she's like. And then she's all like, oh, and she's like chasing after long. And I'm just like, this is supposed to be a kid's movie, I think. (laughs) Is it? I don't know. (laughs) What is going on? It it was a very good movie. It it was very funny. Oh my gosh. Wait, we haven't talked about The, the background characters. The, not like the background i mean like the bad guy like the villain of like the movie because he straight up kicks people's butts only with his legs and feet. yeah so this is what really gets me so there's this um let me see if i can get i pulled up imdb so let me see if i can figure out what his name is because i can't remember i can't remember what his name is either i just want to call him pocket man maybe that, maybe that's his name i think his name is pocket that's literally his name is pockets you're right <laughs> That's hilarious. (laughs) So, okay. So there's like this weird... Okay, so Pockets is part of like... He's kind of like the main evil, like bad guy in this movie. But so is Lena's dad, but not intentionally. Oh, that's kind of a spoiler. I know, I know. So it's here's a here's a spoiler. So belated spoiler alert. It's I just (laughs) um (laughs) Hello, this is Skitherx, editor of Straight from the Muzzle. The next section of our podcast contains spoilers for the movie Wish Dragon. If you don't want to hear any more spoilers for the movie Wish Dragon, then go ahead and skip on to the next section. Or for those viewers listening to our podcast on a different platform that doesn't allow section skipping, go to the timestamp, 27 minutes and 21 seconds, and continue listening to our episode there. Now with that out of the way, I'll give you a few seconds to go ahead and move on to that timestamp. And with that, I'll let you get right back into the podcast. Okay, so for uh, Lena's dad you know, basically is kind of struggling in in this movie, but you don't really figure this out until a little bit, maybe like 20, 30 minutes into the movie itself. And you find out that he he is the one that basically hires pockets. And he's Lena's dad is not bad. He's just been kind of desperate at this point. And, you know, everyone gets desperate. Everyone makes a mistake, basically. 
But I wouldn't say that Lena's dad is really, really a bad person. He's just made a mistake, and that's basically it. But this one dude, this one like freaking like you know ninja like pockets, he just hands has his hands in his pockets at all times. And I'm thinking to myself, and I'm like, what is his deal? Like, does he not have hands? Is like, like, does he just? Because I was thinking, like, maybe he was had something to do with the teapot. Like, did he wish for something? And is like, is his hands disappeared? And now he wants revenge. Like, what is his whole deal? So I'm trying to like figure out why he has his hands in his pockets. And I'm every time he comes into a scene, I'm just like, my eyes are glued. I'm like, all right, what is the deal? Like, am I going to figure out why his hands are stuck in his pockets? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't. You really, you really don't. He just is really good with his feet. He's he's a footman. Yeah. There is a there is there is a moment towards the end where <laughs> he takes his hands out of his pockets. <laughs> but that's it. <laughs> and it's like uneventful. And I'm just like, what? Okay. <laughs> so I'm just like, oh, why <laughs> this doesn't make sense and then pockets has two henchmen and the henchmen are these two like stupid henchmen like your classic henchmen you would think they'd be you got a really fat guy and you got <laughs> this really short guy and this one guy's like infatuated with puppies and the short guy i don't know every time there's something going on they're always having like side conversations that have nothing to do with the situation whatsoever and Pockets is always getting pissed at them for whatever's going on. So it's, and that's, that's funny in itself. And I kind of wish they focused more on the henchmen throughout the movie, because that would have been something more fun to play with than what it was already. Yeah. I think there was more fun uh, with them towards the end in the, in the chase across the bridge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I wish for longer legs. And he's the pockets is like, really? <laughs> That's really? what you wish That's for? <laughs> what? The other one's like, I wish for puppies and lots yeah. of puppies. And lots like, freaking why? Yeah, he's like, I wish for enough puppies to open up a pet shop. And like all of these puppies start just like, <laughs> like, you know, materializing and they start popping up. And then he's like, pops through the roof of like this van. <laughs> And Pockets is like, what? <laughs> why, of all things, he's like, you're supposed to be helping me. Like, why Why do I have these people as my henchmen? This is awful. I mean, <laughs> I guess it just goes to show you that everybody is human, so. Right. So it's just, it, it's just, uh, those guys were really funny. And like, even towards the end, they kind of like have a moment with each other and then they yeah. part ways and that's it. But it's yeah. like, they really weren't, like technical henchmen at all. So I wouldn't really say they were evil because they didn't really do any evil things, to be honest. They're kind of like your your like common like Dingus common- one and Dingus two. Yeah, like, pretty know, much. Sort of characters yeah. that get thrown into a movie because like, you know, you you gotta have like a bad guy, but you gotta have at least one or two idiots. Yep. <laughs> like, you gotta have it. those. So I mean look at like all of the <laughs> the Star Wars prequels. The droids are stupid. Oh yeah, Jar Jar Binks. Hilarious, Jar Jar Binks. Well, Jar Jar's not a bad guy. He's just really annoying. He's just really stupid. Yeah, he is. It's okay. <sighs> <laughs> so you got that. Um, the mom, Din's mom, is pretty, pretty fun. She's. I 
definitely liked Din's mom way better than Luca's mom from the movie Luca. Like, we should definitely talk about that one at a later date. But, oh, like, because, definitely. Oh, my. I, will, I won't open up that can of worms, but Din's mom, like, 10 out of 10 over Luca's mom. <laughs> Well, I feel like if so, we can kind of talk about it here. I feel like with Luca's mom, Luca's mom is more of like the protective type. I mean, I guess, but like, you know, protecting from the world, whereas, you know, Din's mom is more of like the practical, you know, and then she says, like, I'm just being realistic type. Right. And just wants, you know, what's best for her son, you know, and he's doing well in school, you know, and she wants him to do better than, I guess, what for lack she of better, has yeah for lack of better words from what she has because in the movie they literally there's there's not even a separate bedroom like din separates his quote-unquote room with a, a curtain and that's actually fairly accurate in some areas of china and in some yeah. asian cultures i'm not saying it's 100 accurate but in some areas of china and some areas of Asian countries, that is pretty accurate. The parents do the best they can. They sacrifice what they have to give their kids a better future. And then you have these kids who feel so much pressure to do to please their parents, to please everyone else. You find that like in a scene, an event that Lena is pretty much the center of attention at. And so you see the pressure that she's under. And so it's, it's really, you see a class of like basically of uh, Asian culture in China that you don't normally see particularly in movies or I guess portrayed in animations. Yeah. And that, that's what I like about um, Sony is that like a lot of times they do portray things like that more often. Yeah. So, and, and differently. And like you said, a bit more accurately because Disney likes to candy it, coat like, it. Disney yes. likes to stretch it, candy make it, it sugarcoat it, you know, yeah, um, whatever. And, and I will point out, like, I'm not trying to say like, because what you said is like, you know, that's very, that's very, you know, typical of, you know, those cultures. I'm not saying that's like, Hey, that's bad or anything like, no, I'll tell you what, like, I shared literally like a room like with my mom for over like, almost two years. And it was very humbling. And wasn't bad. It just it got awkward sometimes. And like, but it was just a situation that we were in. So like, her and I just shared a room and that was it. But like, so I guess in like those cultures, like, yeah, it would be a little bit more humbling. It's like, you know, oh, I have to share, you know, this space, you know, with other family. And I don't have like my own real privacy of like my own room yeah so i guess they just they just kind of get more humbled and i think they show that very well in the film because later on uh you get to see like din his mom and like the rest of like their family they share like this moment like all together and and like they also include uh lena um a bit in that in that in that segment as well and it kind of shows you know like oh you know family togetherness and like you know just goofy fun and like traditions and whatever and lena gets to kind of like reminisce and you know what her life was like before you know the fame and riches and you see like the community too is very like tightly knit together Mm -hmm. and you see them all together as well and that's really i don't i i can't say if that's exactly how it is but i would imagine that's how it is yeah so you see a lot of things that um, you would basically you could say is stereotypical of China, but it truly is like China. So you see a lot of status in there. You see a lot of money, greed, mm-hmm. pressure from society. 
you could say that China could technically be considered as an elitist country, but it all depends on how you see it and perceive it. Just kind of depends on where you are at, like like along the totem pole. And the exactly. same thing here with like America. America oh, yeah. has, yeah. you know, very similar hierarchy of, you know, people as well. Like you have your poverty, like middle class, and then like, you know, you're super rich, like, you know, so. But there's like fine lines between all of those. Like you can be an upper middle class, you can be a lower middle class, you could be, you know, poor and also like very very poor <laughs> so, oh yeah very very um, or you could be so filthy stinking rich that you know you don't have a care in the world and can shoot a rocket off into space exactly looking at you jeffrey bezos <laughs> i'm not very impressed with his rocket by the way I'm it's not. very basic looking like a penis oh sad <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, oh my God. Okay. I just want to talk. We're going to talk about rocket ships for a moment here. We're just going to take a, a sidestep away from Wish Dragon. I just think it's so fucking hilarious that um, Boeing has tried so hard to get their rocket off the ground and they just keep failing <laughs> so much and so i think like the last couple of times they've tried to get it off the ground they keep having mechanical failure technical failure mechanical failure and it's just one thing after another after another and i'm just like you guys just suck maybe you should invest your money into something else like maybe planes that don't crash or i don't know (laughs) something maybe that doesn't have to do with the rocket because clearly 10, 15 years of work is not paying off because you got SpaceX that's doing their thing. You got what's-his-face virgin guy from Britain, you know, doing his thing. And then you got Jeff Bezos, this bald penis guy that's trying to do his thing that no one gives a crap about. So not a single person like was like, oh, I'm so happy for him. Like everybody's like, no, F that guy. (laughs) Especially because he's like, I just want to thank everyone who helped pay for this. You know, um, Amazon and the Amazon workers wages. And I'm just like, you could have like paid your freaking workers like literally like 10 times over and also probably solved world hunger. (laughs) Like. Yeah, I'm just like, you know, Jeff, this is why you hire people to write your speeches, because people like you aren't meant to just talk on the fly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So (laughs) it's just so stupid. So stupid. Yeah. Anyways, back to the review. Um. Speaking of other companies, there was a lot of product placement in this movie. A lot. Not, well, and I say it a lot, but I guess in some movies you see like maybe one thing, like you'll see Coca-Cola, like in some movies. But in Mm -hmm. this particular animation, you usually like in Disney movies, you'll see, like you'll see a, a brand that is a make fun of or a knock off of an existing brand because they can't get away with actually having the real brand in there. Right. Wish Dragon did not do that. Wish Dragon actually put real brands in their actual animation. Those brands were Jaguar. Oh my gosh, I can't even say that right. Jaguar. That's what ja- it is. Jaguar. Jaguar. 
so the car company, which I like to call the old lady car because what modern person drives a Jaguar these days? Ray-Ban sunglasses. There's one that Lena basically shows up on a giant billboard and that's called, I, I don't even know if I'm pronouncing this right, but it's the Piaget Luxury Watches. And it's the one that basically Din's like, oh, hey, it's you. You showed up finally. He's talking to the billboard essentially at this moment. But I looked up that brand. They sell like luxury watches that are insanely expensive. The the tuck shop that he initially goes into, the really fancy one that they kick him out of, that is an actual clothing brand. I can't remember what the brand was called, but it's not necessarily a men's brand, but it is someone who does design high status and quality clothes. So there was a lot of different, and I think there was even, if I'm correct, I thought I saw a Pepsi brand in there too. I'm it not might have been. I thought I saw something at the beginning, but I, I left my notes at work. So I can't remember Aww. what it, exactly the first thing I wrote down on this, but, but yeah, so that was, I thought that was really interesting. So there's tons of like different products. I'm like, well, at least I know who kind of helped fund this <laughs> for sure. Everybody. <laughs> Everybody. Jeez. Um, so yeah. I think oh yeah, maybe it was just oh, Nomani. That was the name of the clothing company. So Yeah, because I yeah. remember you mentioned it earlier and I'm like, I can't remember what yeah. it was. As far as animation goes, I think they did a slam dunk job. Oh, it was really nice. It was very colorful. Oh yeah. I think they are, you know, the way it was very colorful, very simple. Are they revolutionary to what Pixar is? Uh, not really. I mean, like, pic- you, can, you can tell. Like, so I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was just gonna say you can definitely tell the like, difference. What, yeah, the difference. Like, you know, hey, that's the Pixar. That's the Sony one. And what's really interesting is that Disney actually has its own animation program, and then they also own Pixar, which is really odd. So there's, I just I get confused. I'm like, well, why do you have both then? Because why would you have an advanced animation program and then also own Pixar. Why not just sell Pixar or just dissolve it and just invest the rest into the program that you have. Right. So, um, but essentially that program that they created is the same program they use to create the hairs on Zootopia. That's why everything Mm -hmm. in that movie looks so finite and almost realistic with just like the, fur and everything's just so high quality so is it up to that standard no but it's okay because everything else kind of makes up for it overall though it was a good movie totally worth it and it was free because it was on netflix technically you pay for it because it was a monthly subscription but it's free you know because you kind of watch a bunch of other crap Um, because we use pickle so often in our podcast, I thought we would use a pickle rating so we could do up to five pickles. What would you rate this five being the wor- best and one being the worst? Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I would probably get it at least four stars. Yeah, four pickles. Goodness. <laughs> yeah, I would probably give it four like pickles. four pickles. I get like 3.8 to four pickles. So just four yeah. all, all together on that one is pretty solid. And I would definitely recommend this to have someone watch. I'd probably watch it again. Yeah, I'll probably watch it again at some point. I need to have my sister watch it because I just think that she would like it. Like, hey, you know, watch a movie together sometime. Like, here, you like it. Would I watch Luca again? No. (gasps) What? (laughs) 
uh, it's just I'd watch this over Luca any day. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, it was Luca was cute, I, but I, I like this one Luca. better. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's okay. You're you know you're entitled to your own opinion. Yeah, okay. I guess. I I did like Luca a lot though. I thought it was really cute. I did watch it in like kind of a weird time though, because like. My girlfriend and I were having some kind of issues, but like, mm. <laughs> so like, I definitely need to watch it again. It's now out on DVD and Blu-ray, at least in my local Walmart. So I'm going to go pick it up. Well, probably... Luca is. Yeah, Luca. So I'm probably going to go pick it up eventually and probably watch it. Now. Or if you have watch Disney Plus, you can watch it for free. I don't so. have Disney Plus, so. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I, do not, yeah. I don't have Disney Plus yet. Um, womp womp. Womp womp. Um, so yeah. Yeah, that would be Wish Dragon. That would be Wish Dragon. Um, if you guys have any movies or animations or anything furry related or just something you want us to review, let us know. You can reach out to us on Twitter at From the Muzzle. You can reach out to us on Telegram, either within the friends chat or you can just directly message one of us as an admin. I mean, not you as an admin, but as one of us being admins. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you can also email us at talktothemuzzle at gmail.com. And then, yeah, I think that's pretty much that's, it. Yeah, I yeah. think that's it. Um, I do want to thank, we do have a new editor on our team. His name is Skizzerix. I think Skith, Skitherix. I hope I said <laughs> that right. <laughs> I'm sorry if I didn't say that right. Um, he is going to be editing our episodes from here on out. So uh, special thanks to him for dedicating his time to doing that. That is just an a, a task that I uh, decided to basically give up so I could spend more time on the listeners and, you know, social media and kind of just paying more attention to that. So a special thanks to him for editing that episode and him having to listen to all of us and all the crap that we get to talk about. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Yay. And all of the shenanigans, you know, before the show. And everything. Absolutely. <laughs> so have fun listening to all of my drama about my ex. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> Anyways. Um, do you have anything else you want to add before we go? I love you all. That's all. <laughs> Just hey, I love you. That's it. And I think you guys are super. So have a good day and we'll see you guys next time. Peace out. Bye. Bye.